The following podcast gimmick has been paid for by Look at the Adjective. Hut one, hut two, hut three, hut, hut. Look at the adjective live and uncut. Oh, welcome to Look at the Adjective. We ain't here to podcast. We're waiting for our 15 million to go to West Ham. <laughs> the deal's stalling. <laughs> I am Roadblock John Mack, and I'm joined as always by a man who rocks a porno sash like Prime Magnum PI. A man who can arm drag nearly as well as a dragon. A man who makes the greasiest sex offender mullet look like an excellent hairstyle. He's your pappy, Richmond Heat, Mark Crowthero. <laughs> How you doing, mate? I'll take that. I don't mind that, being compared to the late, great Eddie. <laughs> I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm not bad. I knocked that up when I was cashing up today, so... <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good, that. Swings and roundabouts. You didn't get your you didn't get your Croatian uh, dollars or Croatian money mixed up with your uh, with your with your intro, did you? Or something like that. <laughs> no, because there's no such thing as Croatian money anymore. It's your Kuna. That's the one. <laughs> that 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 was uh, discontinued. Kuna. <laughs> that was discontinued in January, mate. Was it? Well, I'm not I'm not in that game anymore. I can't I can't be take keeping up to date with it. You see, they've gone they've gone to the euro. <laughs> <laughs> I had some interesting dealings with some Kenyan shillings today, though. <laughs> and I'm not even joking, I'll tell you later. But Kenwin Jones again. <laughs> oh, well, that's East for fucking Trinidad, you damn good. <laughs> Cut that. <laughs> Victor Wanyama's from Kenya. That's the one, yeah. Oh, man. So, I've had to deal with cretins all day. So, let's <laughs> talk about some more. It's Cretin of the Week. Have you got one for me, Marcos? I've got, I think it's probably the one I'm going to bring to the table is probably the main event cretin. Right. Main event cretinous situation, I'd probably say. Um, so I think you've got a couple of little undercard specials for us, haven't you? Classics, as always. Oh, Chrissy Jez is back. <laughs> he's, he's showing everybody on the internet how good at singing he is. Oh, he's brilliant, isn't he? With his, <laughs> uh, with the, the lyrics of, it's buried down below, deep within the basement. Baby! Must be cooking um, up the latest Fozzy special. Honestly, it's just it's coming soon at Fozzy Rock. Well, it sounds fucking wank, mate, and I will not be tuning into that. Sorry. They're going to be doing that absolute dad dance into it when, he, when they go on tour again. Of course he will. He's <laughs> t- his little two-step. He's two-step <laughs> fucking bum, bum shimmy. <laughs> I just thought I'd add it. It's not massive Jerry. Jericho Cretan in it, obviously, but the guy still professes to be able to sing, and it's just fucking funny when he tries to show people. <laughs> I love how he's put that on, and people, he's, he'll be expecting people to go underneath, go, Wow, what a voice, Chris. <laughs> no, you really are this generation's Sebastian back. <laughs> Do you remember when he was, he did something with him, didn't he? Didn't he like yeah, that's what I'm, that's a joke, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Sebastian Bach can sing to be fair. Was it a Twitter feud or something or something? Sing off or something. I can't remember what it was. He challenged him to a sing off because he thought he was still on the fucking mass singer. Or was it actually him on the mass singer? Yeah. 
It turned out to be him. It was him. Yeah. Reality TV, cretin, Jesus. <laughs> There's Sebastian back on one side and fucking Sebastian back problems on the other. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Well, at least it's, at least it was. At least it wasn't his fucking. Com- Karen-esque complaining about hotels or something like that this week. Oh, you mean that that, that Russo took over last week? Fuck yeah. Hell. <laughs> so, as always, another this is this isn't that big either, but it was it's been a it's been a slow week. So, <laughs> old Davy Meltzer, you got to always check up on what he's doing, and of course, yeah. as always, he's uh, having a dig and having a kick off with absolute unknowns on the internet because he can't just leave it because somebody. <laughs> dared to you know question one his opinion two Oof. his bestest mates in the world and this is what's happened someone's put dave is cm punk a bigger draw than the elite now that is a that is a hot button topic i mean it's not really a question it's facts but <laughs> he's come back with i think he was the biggest draw until right now the biggest draw is mjf slash cole currently it is obviously and then some guys on the knees put the elite aren't a drawer outside of the internet, which is their fault. They don't present themselves like stars on TV. Not right? wrong. That's not, that's not like, oh, fucking hate the elite and shit. Anyway, so that's just angered that's an old Meltzer. <laughs> Omega has shown he has shown to be a great pay-per-view draw, great growth for AEW when he was the champ, and impacts Omega versus Swan beat the Bound for Glory number by a percentage so high it'll make your head spin. Right, so the Bound for Glory pay-per-view number from the past has got to be, like, you know, minuscule, let's be honest, right? Yeah, which one, though? What, you know, like, is it is it in, in history or the last one or what? Like, there's no context to it, is there? It never is with him. <laughs> and then some guy underneath, some guy underneath put 215,000 pay-per-view buys at their peak and an average of 130,000 is not star-level anything are you capable of a non-biased thought on them? <laughs> Fair fucking play. Can't leave it, obviously. <laughs> and he's put, well, it sure is today. Aside from WWE, nobody hits those numbers in wrestling since 1999. Hogan, Sting, Angle, Nash, Flair, RVD, etc. In TNA, never did half of that. In TNA... <laughs> <laughs> it's not a benchmark really is it he's <laughs> no, like he's trying to group it in. it's fucking TNA I love how he has to put aside from WWE you're making it out like he's some fucking mega draw yeah. across the board you know for a fine fact the only reason it's got a decent amount of buys because all the little gimps who follow just follow them no matter what I've just gone right let's buy the pay-per-view I'm not saying he doesn't draw but he doesn't draw on the level that fucking Dave Meltzer or himself thinks he does no, he doesn't. I mean, he does have some some level of drawing power, but it's not anywhere near others, is it? No, but in Japan, he was he was clearly the Triple H, wasn't he? Works for the guy that draws the money. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, more classic David Meltzer. This this one's not really cretinous. I just find it funny. So, you, you wear that all elite botches account on Twitter. Yeah, he put he put something out saying uh, what we are witnessing at AEW is a direct result of Tony being a, a spineless, gutless, weak little man, and uh, old Sun, Sunny Kiss likes that. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> uh, get our hats off to Sunny Kiss. Fair play. I mean, he clearly don't want a job, does he? <laughs> <Fucking hell. laughs> 
definitely not. <laughs> Unless so he'll probably see that and he'll go, hang on a minute, Sonny. What's this? <laughs> he's so 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 oh, so, no. so insecure, he's probably searching his own, you know, the AW on Twitter every five minutes and he just to get some sort of opinion on it. So the main one I had, we have to deviate and we have to see what his whole week's been like. <laughs> it's gotta be done. It's another we watch, one. guys. Woo! So he started his week old Ricky Flair. He's uh, he stood there with a guy in a very, very well. I, if it was on anybody else, I'd say it was fucking horrible. This t shirt, but it's on this guy, so it's it's a wonderful, perfect, beautiful t shirt. I've never seen anything better. He stood there with the real tribal chief, his his words, old Haku Meng Meng, yeah. And he's put the real tribal chief. I don't even think Roman Reigns will argue with that. I don't think anyone on the fucking planet would argue with that. <laughs> It's just it's just nice to see Rick without somebody with a face tattoo. So Yeah. Nice to see Meng out in the world again. He is, he's looking he's looking fighting fit. I mean yeah. I mean he could, he looks like he could snap some guy's teeth off in a heartbeat. <laughs> but and it all went a bit downhill for old Rick. Right. There was a article in Inside the Ropes headline Rick Flair got so high with Mike Tyson he thought he died. <laughs> Okay, now. <laughs> yeah. The Nature Boy is no stranger to a wild night, but having spent his entire wrestling career partying around the world to the point of self-destruction, I love this already. However, <laughs> he's claimed one memorable night with Mike Tyson pushed him to his limit. Flair and Tyson recently became partners in the cannabis business, obviously, with all this. He said he thought he died after getting so mashed with Mike Tyson, and then he thought he was in a coma. Uh <laughs> He got so high with Mike one night in the Hamptons that I went into a cannabis coma. I actually <laughs> thought I died. Oh, they brought me back to my room and I was laid there and I wasn't aware of anything. I kept asking them to touch me like you do when you've been hurt. People were squeezing my hand. You're probably asking you them to touch your uh, windmill, probably. <laughs> Helicopter. <laughs> Loves it. <laughs> then he goes on to say, I would be talking to them and they wouldn't talk back to me. I was on a delayed process. I said to myself, did I die? Have I just died? I feel like I did when I was in my coma, but I can't think, and I don't think I could think in a coma. <laughs> That's the way I was talking to myself. All of a sudden, at three in the morning, I sat up in a blur and went, oh, I'm alive, I'm back. I called somebody on the phone and said, is that really you? That's how screwed up I got. So that is that is how Flair nearly died with Mike Tyson. And That's then just the rumblings of a madman. That hey, of course it is. And no <laughs> word of a lie. About two days after I saw that, he puts a picture of him now and him when he was in a coma, actual <laughs> coma, and said six years ago I was given a five percent chance to live. And I think you fucking hell. That's what a Mike Tyson night out does to you. You know, I'm surprised you get raped. Fucking hell! What the fuck is that guy on? <laughs> a lot of Ric Flair drip weed, yeah. Mont Everest, Woo Energy, Woo Wings. It all together it is. It's like it's like the fucking new speedball for the fucking twenty twenties. Fucking lunatic. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> if he was seventeen now, he would be drinking Snake Bite and Black, but with like half a liter of vodka in it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, just just to really spice it up a bit. <laughs> Loves it. Loves it. Probably put a bit of Tabasco in it because, you know, hmm, why not? 
So Rick's had a bit of a bit of an interesting one, nearly dying, and then yeah, joined us in his coma. I mean, I'll be honest with you, looking at him in a coma and looking at him now, not a lot of difference. Not much difference. Yeah. <laughs> Probably looked healthier in the coma, did he? I mean, less bones in the system, <laughs> less less drugs. He looks the fucking same. He's still yellow. Chrissy Jez has had a nice old week showing us how shit he is at singing, and uh, Meltzer's at his usual. Uh, Wittering on and, and trying to stick up for the elite. So you had the main event, Marcos. Yeah, it's sort of it's rearing its ugly head again. I think. Thought it's seen, heck. <laughs> I thought we'd seen the back of this sort of stuff for the last. But in fairness, you could see it coming. So there was these there was the clips coming around on Twitter the other day of CM Punk having a few choice words about Mister Mister Hangman Page. Um, That's funny. It was, it was quite funny, so along the lines of he can't draw, blah, blah, blah. I can't remember exactly what it was. It was talking about his... Like, a, they call him Hangman because his action figures are still hanging in the in the Walmart or something. Yeah, somewhere along those lines, talking about his merch and stuff. I thought it was quite light-hearted. Obviously, it didn't go down very well. <laughs> because, like clockwork, about two or three days later, maybe, maybe four, three, four days later, the leaks start coming again. <laughs> it's like it's like it's all calculated, isn't it? So it first came out that there was a an AW star sent home. I'll say star in inverted comma, uh, commas for that. I'm thinking, who's this then? Is this is this Hangman Page? Is this one of the books? Is it whoever? Like someone who actually has a name. <laughs> and I click on the article and it goes Ryan Nemeth, and I'm thinking I had to I had to double take for a second. I was like, who the fuck's that? I thought, oh, yeah, that's fucking Dolph Ziggler's shitter brother. Baby Ziggler, isn't it? <laughs> Dolph Ziggler's shit brother who has absolutely no relevance in anything, who gives a fuck about this geezer. Apparently, he was he was told to turn up to a, to a collision taping, and he was then, when he sort of was in and around the building, they said, sorry, mate, we haven't got anything for you, and he was sent home, and they booked him a flight to get him home. Fair enough. There was a bit of, apparently there was a bit of a, a backstage altercation with Punk. I'm not sure when it was or dates or anything like when it goes back to, but apparently it got in his face because I, I think when Punk returned, he, he put some tweet up saying something like along the lines of what soft softest man in the wrestling or something like that. Softest I mean, that, man alive. Yeah, something along those lines. And I think Punk thought, right, okay, if you're going to tweet about me, let's say it to my face then. Which is he sort of stuck with that mantra for a while now. I think it was, I don't know if it was ironed out it there and then, but it's then it's then been leaked. It probably was. It probably was just sort of brushed under the carpet. And then he said, and he said these this little comments about Page. I thought, right, we'll keep. They probably kept that in the back in the back pocket for just to leak out there if they need it, because yeah. you know you know that the sort of ones to do that or make a note of that, keep keep all that. Save that for a rainy day, kind of thing. Exactly, and it's sort of as as you know, as I say, about not even a week later, it's come out about this that he was sent home from a collision taping. I'm sure that happens all the time. I mean, do you know what I mean? The amount of times you hear about people not turning up and then they don't get booked in the end, it gives a shit. He's an absolute nobody. He's from what an absolute gathered, nobody. <laughs> from what I can gather, he's he's took he said yeah. He was the one who got him sent home, and he got Chris Daniels sent home as well, who's the, apparently the head of talent relations, which is mental, but apparently he's in the books camp. So from what I can gather, Punk's saying, like, we're doing this show because of this bullshit, because 
they don't want me there. Yeah. So I don't want any toxicity here. Mm. So if you're going to come around giving it the big in, then yeah. don't come at all. But this is this is nothing that the elite haven't done on Dynamite. It's just Punk does it up front and not, not like on the sly. Yeah. They've done it loads of times, haven't they? Little promos, little hints, little moments in the matches and stuff like that. But it's like, have. he's not going to be the one and go here. He's not going to go leaking something to a fucking journalist or journalist, I should say, because they're not fucking journalists, are they? Um, it's just fucking boring. Who gives a fuck? Why? What are they doing? It's to like, the point now where they're both as fucking bad as each other. Just fucking that is pathetic. You've got your own just, little shitty shows. Go for it. Like, I did see something today, and I don't know. I'm not sure how true it was. Apparently, Punk reached out to Adam Page. He sent him a text message, apologised, and he thinks maybe he was slightly out of line for the comments. Fair enough, if he has done that. Listen but at the end Punk. of the day, can just everyone just grow up and just fucking get on? All they're all there working at the same company. All want to make some money. Just fucking yeah. get over it. It was That's like it. a year ago, over a year ago. Who gives a shit anymore? Just put. Put it all on the table, shake hands, and try and make a bit of money together because that's what people want to see. Yeah, I mean, I'm I am tired of punk with this brush. I mean, I'm a punk fan, but it's like, and I get that he's only doing it because they do it. The only difference with punk is because he's so open about it, he's not a little, you know, shit disturber like on the sly. Yeah, people, it's more it's more prominent in it because they never admit to anything. They never say it outright. It's, it's just all, linked to some journalist, yeah. it? Like it's just one of them where it's like, just grow up, guys. Just get over it. Like I know, I know things were said, but I'm pretty sure there's been worse beefs in wrestling, and and people have worked together again. So infinitely, you know. So let's just get over it now and just stop with the childish little games. It's actually becoming a bit of a joke. Now it's becoming to the point where it's like. How can you be asked? It's just awkward, isn't it? Because you know that Punk's never going to be on Dynamite, so he's never going to be on like go home shows for anything, like pay per views or anything like that. So it's just like, and there's only a select few people that are going to go on that show because they've got so much pull within the company. It's just, it's just awkward. It's just like one of those. You almost think like with Punk, like what's he, like, what's he even trying for anymore? It's like well, not even worth it. He wants, he wants to make that collision show the best. Out of a lot of them, doesn't he? Really? I mean, don't get me wrong; it has been pretty. For the most part, it's been good. There's not, it's not always good, but it's not a bad show. I'd rather watch it than Dynamite. But there's only so many people you can put on the show, though, isn't there? You know what I mean? That's it. Anyway, credit of the week: the Elite and Punk, probably. Yeah, these two fucking camps of fucking imbeciles who need to just fucking grow up. Yeah, getting bored of it now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I've been bothered for about six months, but well, if he has, However, if he has, has apologised to Paige and there has been some sort of exchange, then maybe there's maybe there's a chance they can they can sort something out. But I'm not. I wouldn't. I won't be holding my breath. No, me neither. And speaking of holding our breath, if we'd have held our breath for the length of time this guy said he was going to sit in the ring, we would be dead by now. We're going <laughs> over. To Chicago, Illinois, the United Center, Punk's favorite gaff, 20th mm. of January 1997. Some nitrosity for you, people.
to the Raptors. Not a seat to be found as we come to you from the Windy City, Tony Schiavone and Larry Zabisco. And I was born here. Hey, wait a minute. That's Savage. The Macho Man, Randy Savage. So we open, and it's uh, all fanfare and jingle bells and all that kind of shite, and then old uh, Randy Savage jumps the rail to a huge fucking pop, but he's dressed in black and white, Mark. Yeah. What a fucking start to the show, eh? Just absolutely you know? fucking hot shot in it. You know, whatever you want to call it. I mean, yeah. we haven't seen him for months. How long has it been? Fucking four months, maybe? Something like that. I can't remember exactly how long it was. Uh, Halloween, Halloween Havoc, I think. Well, October, so three months-ish, yeah, fair enough. I mean, it feels like it's been longer, to be fair. It's quite nice to see him again. Now, he comes in, doesn't he? grabs a steel chair in the, from the from the ringside and a mic, and he has a few choice words for Bischoff. He says he's been blackballed by WCW. He's sort of not been given dates and yeah. stuff like that, and he's he's going to stay in the ring all night until someone with any sort of stroke comes down to speak to him. And he says Bischoff can kiss his ass. Huge yeah, crowds, crowds, fucking electric for him. To be fair, they really were. So this is meant to be Chavo Guerrero Junior versus Max, who I think we've seen once. We've seen but, him once, yeah. So Chavo's out and gets booed weirdly. Yeah, Chavo tries to reason with him. The crowd is hot as fuck again, which usually means a good show to me. But we'll see as we get on. Savage decks him and launches him out, and away comes Max. With the fucking mohawk mullet, whatever that is. <laughs> it's absolutely atrocious, isn't it? Apparently he's in the dungeon, news to me. Never seen him with a dungeon ever. <laughs> nope. He tries to reason with him too, and then he gets twatted to a huge pop. He, he slaps the ref, launches the ref out. Fucking Doug Dillinger comes in, the head of security, gets pushed down. <laughs> Not much of a head of security, was he? <laughs> no. And Zabisco says, oh, Doug's an old guy. Well, why the fuck's he the head of security then? <laughs> old GTT comes in, bless him. <laughs> he gets dropped. Everyone's getting some from Savage, weren't they? It was hilarious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Savage sort of starts wielding the chair. 
the Steiners and the AFC are out on the on the ramp and they're trying to reason with him from the aisle. They're not daft enough to get in the fucking ring, fair play. Then old uh, Sting drops from the uh, ceiling to a massive pop. He does the back pointing. Was it, you reckon? It's a tarrant for me. Such an early tarrant as well. Yeah, you. I thought that. I thought that. I even put in my notes, potential tarrant, we'll see later on. I didn't see anything that had that sort of level to it later on, to be fair. There was maybe one-ish bit, but I didn't really want to give it to Hogan. So <laughs> Hogan, yeah. He does all his bat pointing and all that. He gets in the ring. He pushes Savage with the bat, gives it him, turns around so he can lamp him, and then Savage just gives it him back and leaves with him through the crowd. It's fucking intrigue as fuck. <laughs> that shit crazy. It made no fucking sense. But fuck me, it was mint. <laughs> it I really was. It. I loved I it. Did. It was an absolute corker of a start. <laughs> It was great. And then, sadly, it went a bit downhill from there because we got a dog shit Lex Luger advert with the pubic enema again. <laughs> Fuck's the point. <laughs> at least at least get Luger to advertise his own T-shirt, man. I know. Why are they doing it? It makes no fucking sense. <laughs> I mean, it would the, the Luger advert would be wooden as fuck, but it would make sense. It would probably be better than them two cock ends. <laughs> <laughs> Only just, but still. Yeah, and then we um, we get a recap of Masahiro Chono turning on uh, old Sonny Ono, yeah, to the NWO, and then his DQ win against Jezza, which is why we're getting Jezza versus Chono at sold out. <laughs> They've dragged that out, haven't they? That was months. That was like weeks and weeks and weeks ago. Everyone's forgotten about that, and they were getting the back for it. <laughs> December, I think. In the ring, no entrances. We've got old Chrissy Jezza, yeah. and who's he against? Oh well, I'll tell you. <laughs> Go on. He's against the Earl of EDM, the Kaiser of Krautrock, the Viscount of Vorsprung Dirge Technique, the Baron of the Beer Keller, the Overlord of Oktoberfest, the Heir to Hasselhoff, the Duke of Dusseldorf, the Hamburg Hustler, the Mayor of Gladbach, the Gatekeeper of Gelsenkirchen, <laughs> Commonsy Bitter Unlistened to Craftwork, Venick Vartein Hudson Younger, the Bratverse Kid, Das Wunderking, Deutsche Techno Merzer, German Techno <laughs> Alex Wright. <laughs> Fucking hell! That 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 intro lasts longer than his, than the match. <laughs> Hello, and and I'm so committed to the cause. I actually translated German techno to that in German to Deutsche Techno Merzer. <laughs> That's brilliant. I love him. I love him. And I've got you do. The problem is now I've, I've I've got to keep adding to it. So that's only going to get longer. It's going to kill me. I know it's going to be a 45 minute intro for him one day. <laughs> What about when he becomes Berlin? Takes my breath away. (laughs) Anybody gets uh, that joke is as tragic as I. (laughs) Um, I've even got an Alex Wright mug today. (laughs) Berlin. I'd love to interview Alex Wright just to see what he's up to. (laughs) We're going to have to try, aren't we? It, this was pretty short and sweet. I mean, GTT pulls out a 7.5 on the steamboat. He's not bad at the arm nice... drag, is he? I, I do like an Alex arm drag. He's never going to be top tier, but, you know. No, he's consistent. He's solid. Consistent, exactly. Jez is the same, 7.3. A fucking Northern Lights by uh, GTT with a bridge. Lovely. Nice. Lovely. Very nice. Jezza controls it for the most part. You get a wheel kick by GTT. Did you hear the boring chance from the crown? I thought that was a bit harsh. Yeah. I said that after the uppercuts. Yeah, I was fucking annoyed with that. There's no need for that. Uh, it's a bit harsh, really, wasn't it? 
Yeah, it was a nice sort of near fall roll up sequence that ended in a free for Jezza. I thought it was a bit short to be fair. I thought I was quite getting into yeah. it. Bit of a shame. Yeah, I'm a bit with you actually. I thought it was going to be a bit longer. I think the Jericho roll through surprise wins get a little bit tired, get a little bit bored of that. That's sort of every match yeah. with him, apart from the, the odd one. It's like, should he? Re- I mean, I know, I know Alex Wright is quite well presented. He's, but surely yeah. Jericho should have some sort of defined finish at some time rather than the, I don't know. I just, I'm getting a bit bored of the roll through. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I feel yeah. like he should have something in place by now. Alex Wright is a guy you could get the lion tamer on, you know. Yeah, I don't know, um, but yeah, I think it was just a little bit short up. But I was a bit annoyed with the crowd with the boring chance because I ah, there's no need for that, guys. Come on, it definitely wasn't boring. No, it wasn't boring at all. It was some nice early stuff. It just didn't last as probably as long as I would I'd have liked. Really, I'm thinking it's my fucking audio not synced up. Are, we, are they watching like Chinlock in the ring, and we're watching <laughs> just the versus? <laughs> DTT, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it definitely wasn't boring. That was it's probably just because it was so hot like five minutes before, but, but even still, it was a little bit harsh. Saying that though, speaking of Chinlock, we get the uh, NWO jobber music next, and he is definitely one of them. And fucking NWO Sting comes out to face Scotty Riggs. Fucking hate him. He's, fucking has this, hate could, him. Has this could not been binned off yet, Jesus. Do you know what I mean? He's so fucking. He just grinds my gears. He's fucking shite, isn't he? What is the point in him? Like yeah. we all know that he's not Sting. What's the point? Yeah, it was it was one angle like five six months ago. Whatever. It's it just kept going. It's like he doesn't look anything like Sting. He's got a completely different face, different gear. It's like. <laughs> do you not do you not think Riggs needs to uh, get rid of this sort of American males gimmick? So no. Just because you can keep listening <laughs> to the tune, yeah, I get you. Because I'm going to hear it at least one more time at this pay per view coming up, so I'm happy with that. <laughs> this this was this was uh, bollocks. Um, Snad Sting does his best Sting impression. It was dog shit. It gets booed. It's terrible. Isn't he? He's not even oh, a good impersonator. It's like he's not. It's no. like if you're gonna if you're gonna be like a fake version, at least study the tape or something and watch what he does because he doesn't. I know what I mean. You're not going to see good impersonations on wrestling, are you? I mean, we just we just watched the Royal Rumble and we saw fucking Glenn Jacobs as fucking Diesel and Rick Rick Bogner as Razor Ramon. For fuck's sake, <laughs> you need you need to go you need to go down the Dem Perry's Banana Grove with top Jewish tribute <laughs> act Rabbi Williams. <laughs> Dem Perry. So, <laughs> so Scotty Riggs jumps it. It's a nice back elbow and two drop kicks by Riggs. Not bad. Quite nice. There's a hot shot by shit sting. Missile drop kick and then a uh, Bagwell comes down in Scotty Steiner leather paddy cap and all. <laughs> if he was debuting his hot as hell buff Bagwell gimmick. I know. <laughs> Flying forearm by Riggs and uh, Bagwell runs in with all the uh, NWO B team gimps. That's what I put. The absolute jobber squad. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking academy crew. So Riggs, Riggs bails into the crowd and uh, old Dave Penzer announces it as a DQ, but they force him to say the shit that shit stings one by count out. I thought Riggs looked all right, but it was dog shit. But I suppose, suppose it builds the Riggs-Bagwell match, which is one that is, is a bit more than just a uh, on this next pay-per-view. I think, oh, that could be all right. Yeah, because it's there's some history in there. Obviously, they were tag partners, yeah. so there's there's something to it. But again, it's one of them where it's like, why are we waiting till now to add something to it? It's taken so long to. Fuck uh, knows. 
Like, yeah, it's just a little bit frustrating. But I thought Scotty Riggs looked okay in the very short period we got of him. But the the, the fake sting, I, I just can't do with him. Fucking hate the guy. Yeah. And all these fucking mid-carders that run in on the NWO just make the NWO look shit. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they really do, don't they? There's too many of them now already. I know it gets even bigger as well. <laughs> Mad. So then we get a, a sold-out T-shirt. It wasn't the best. No. You know, they've done better adverts. You see, they were, then, they were like going, they were going, buy the shirt. Like really like chic, <laughs> like the way they were doing it. It was weird. <laughs> and then there's this weird video of Ric Flair with the biggest <laughs> mic I have ever seen. Cutting a promo on Hulk Hogan with some fucking ice hockey bloke from Chicago Blackhawks called Bob Probert. It was it was fucking weird. I think I didn't get it at all. <laughs> He's auditioning to take over Gene's job. <laughs> that microphone was fucking mental. It's like <laughs> a know. massive stick. Pointless, wasn't it? What was that all about? <laughs> oh, fuck knows. Next up, it's it, they're coming quite thick and fast. The uh, the matches tonight are quite yeah. short as well. So we get uh, Eddie Guerrero and Jeff Jarrett versus Arn and Mongo with Roboto. Mongo gets. I, I thought Mongo got the Tarrant to be fair because he gets the fucking biggest pop because he plays with Chicago Bears. He gets. A yeah, he wasn't far off. I just thought the Sting one was was better. Just it has more to it, doesn't it? Yeah, but yeah, to be fair, Mongo's. Mongo's reactions were pretty bang on. Like, <laughs> I thought this was a bit of a weird combination. I think Eddie deserves better that. than teaming with this gimp. <laughs> I think that first note I put bit harsh pairing Eddie with Jarrett. <laughs> no, you see the you see the look on his face when Jarrett started strutting. He's looking yeah, he was like, more disgust. Like, what the fuck are you doing, you gimp? He gets fucking nuclear heat, Jarrett, from this lot though. Booed like fuck. Seriously, yeah. booed out the building almost. It was like a Roboto boo, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> now. What did you reckon to it as a, as a whole? I thought it was all right from for the for the early exchanges. I thought Arn, I mean, he's quite limited at this point, and you can tell he's he's lost it. You know, he's he's lost his probably lost his confidence as well more than anything. I think by the looks of it, but he he keeps it simple early on with Jarrett. Jarrett's got that youthful exuberance and quickness, and he just gets the better of Arn early on, and then he tags in Eddie, who's even he's got even more of a sort of pace to him but then then comes Mongo for the absolute pop of the match <laughs> gets tagged in it was like it was like it was like the most built up pot tag ever wasn't it but it was literally all it was was just a quick tag like early on and everything he did was like electric I know I, I know he must have been was he fucking good for the Chicago football team or something because I don't have a clue oh, yeah, he won, he I think he won the Super Bowl with him did he well that's probably why so. then he was getting Tarrants just for fucking getting in the ring <laughs> I know, but yeah, he was just—he was doing like football tackles and fucking clotheslines and jumping off the top, and it was—it was quite good. At, I thought I enjoyed that bit because it was like, oh, Mon- bless Mongo, he's getting a bit of bit of love for once. <laughs> and he then, tries uh, to press, press slam Eddie, yeah, and Eddie gets it into a seven point nine on the steamboat. The press slam impressive that off, off a press slam, <laughs> and then it's a, a lovely pop up drop kick. Lovely. Eddie's absolutely meant, isn't he? <laughs> Just like yeah. the, I know it goes about yeah. saying, but <laughs> he's one of the best of all, of all time. Yeah, he's fucking class. It's a bit, I, I know it's not on topic at all, but um, they're sort of quite closely linked. But did you see see Ray winning the US belt the other day? I did not know. No, Ray at what like I don't even know how old he is now, but fucking forty odd, I think. 
for in his late in his mid to late forties, isn't he? And he's still prominent yeah. as fuck. Just just a testament to him, innit? I think. Just imagine how sort of proud Eddie would be of him now, I think. It'd be class, wouldn't it? But I think they're trying to sort of like wind him down and get that what's his face? Escobar guys to be like the sort of Hispanic, you know, superhero baby face. To be fair, he's quite good that Escobar. <laughs> but when you're following Rey Mysterio, it's fucking hard. No. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think that's probably why they got his son out of the bloody the shadow of him, wasn't it? Yeah, turn that fucking heel, best thing that's ever happened to him. Exactly. Uh, yeah, sorry to interject. I just sort of it just popped yes, to my right. head then. <laughs> but um Jarrett's just giving out drop kicks and Eddie starts running to the back, so that must be six related, but I didn't see what happened. Yeah, they didn't do that very well, did they? Like it was just like he was just running into darkness, it was like, oh, he's gone. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I suppose there's a tiny little bit of this, you know, adds to the Six and Eddie thing, which has been the best built thing on the show Yeah, recently. Without um, really having to do much, and that doesn't say much about exactly. the build, though, does it? Exactly. Big old spine buster by Double A. Boston crabs a Jarrett as Mongo stomps on him. <laughs> Fucking Roboto comes in and gives the ref a shitty sash thing. And is that is that just because she didn't have a towel? I don't. I think that was what they were trying to insinuate that she was throwing in the towel. But it was like, why? She's not. She's got nothing to do with Jarrett. So why would the referee accept that as like a like submission or anything? Do you know what I mean? She's not his manager or anything, is she? I thought the finish was fucking stupid. I don't even know what yeah. happened. Apparently, Jarrett quit. So I, I, I don't have no idea. The Boston crab into a, into a stomping was quite fun. <laughs> so it's nice to see a, a double A spine buster as well, isn't it? Mark, I hate to break it to you, my mate, but this is the last one you'll ever see on Nitro, I think. Ever? I think that's his last match on Nitro, yeah. Do we ever get an announcement on that? Is it just literally just fades into like the the background now? I'm not I'm not 100%, we're just going to have to find out, aren't we? And then we get the fucking Nash gimmick when he retires. So, yeah. <laughs> I'd love to look forward to that one. <laughs> so, old Gino's on the ramp. Savari, please, Chicago, join me in welcoming the 13-time WCW heavyweight champion of the world, the Nature Boy, Rick Flair. And then I look in the eyes of the enforcer, 
And I get up here like I am, not quite as big as he is, but knowing that when I'm with him, I can walk anywhere. I'm going to tell you right now, the horsemen are not the unit they've been in the past. Wow, wait a minute here, Ric Flair. That does, that does not... clarify that. When I'm with Arn Anderson and I'm with the old gang, I know that we take care of business before we start knocking the women down. It's been all turned around lately. So let me make a suggestion. Christopher, Mongo, let's be horsemen first. And then go downtown. This is a man's game. And in the world of professional sports, this is the greatest thing you could ever aspire to be. You honor it, you cherish it. If you are asked to be a horseman, you're at the pinnacle of your career. When I was down, you held it together. When you were down, I held it together. The fact is, the horseman will endure as long as the names Flair and Anderson are a part of it. All right, uh, Steve Mongo, McMichael, welcome home. Give me this mic. Chicago Mongo Toe! Super Bowl champion here, you all start, and let me tell you one thing, you two, I'm proud to be a horseman, baby, so that's that, and this is this. That's right, Gene, I was your Mrs. Illinois, and I know what it takes to be a winner, and I'll tell you one thing, what they were doing to Jeff Jarrett is not what winners do. Thank you very much, uh, Chris, Benoit, and woman. There's no fact, there's, it's a fact, Mongo, that you are a winner when it comes to football. Deborah, you are a winner when it comes to beauty pageants. You're standing here with four other winners in pro wrestling. This is pro wrestling. Let's keep things in perspective. Well, brother, the fact is, we were up in that ring and had Jared down and out, unlike the last two times you wrestled him. Thank you very much, gentlemen and ladies. I, I appreciate it. I see even some divisiveness here, maybe on three sides, in regards to the sportsman. Yes, Deborah. You know, I don't mean to say anything, but that woman sure is a big-hearted lady with hips to match. Calls Ricky Flair out, or the others wander up. Chicago is on fucking fire, mate. They are yeah. bouncing. Benoit and Woman wander out. He's on the mend, apparently. Flair. He was in a suit this week. He looked the business, didn't he? He looked like he was serious for once. Do you remember that fucking jumper he had on that time? <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking his Flair finally realised that there's issues here. Well, yeah. Exactly, <laughs> because he's like the horse without the same unit. The old gang... Would have took care of business before shagging the women, basically. Uh, yeah. You've got to be horsemen first. And then Iron chips in with, this is the greatest thing you can aspire to be, the pinnacle. And I'm thinking... That's, that's where they got that from, did it? As long as Flair and Anderson are there, they'll endure. Classic Iron, really. And Mongo chips in, Mongo's home. Huge pop, one baby. All you really need. <laughs> did all he needed to. <laughs> Roboto witters on about Jarrett and gets so much fucking heat, it's untrue. <laughs> and then old Chrissy Benoit jumps in, saying uh, Mongo's a winner, but only in football. And Roboto's a winner, 
Only in patches. <laughs> <laughs> and he says the other four are all winners in wrestling. Mongo tells Benoit he beat Jarrett, but he's lost twice to him, which is a sore subject. He gives a fuck. And it's just another horseman segment that goes literally fucking nowhere. I've just put as usual, literally nothing's been sorted and it's just pointless. What is the point in these segments? I really don't know. But speaking of pointless fucking segments, <laughs> we get we get an NWO bit. You know, it's not easy being king. A lot of people think that it is. Two of the most powerful wrestling organizations in the world. First, the NWO, and secondly, of course, our beloved <laughs> WCW. It's a lot of work, but you know, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I feel very grateful. I see what's happened to our industry. I have to look back at what all and Nash have done to everyone. The Nasty Boys, the Faces of Fear, and Harlem Heat. It's really been quite devastating. Please, please, a little closer. Hollywood Hulk Hogan, my personal hero. I got to say, you know, he bought me this bike. I love that guy. The man who has put out more legends in our sport than anybody. Did I mention that he bought me this bike? Ric Flair, a man who everyone has loved for such a long time. And that has hurt me. Emotionally, it's been incredibly tough. His broken, battered, busted up carcass that he's trying to mend to make his big comeback. It's over, Rick. And Roddy Piper, I tried to tell him. I tried. Liz, you know I tried. Didn't I? I, I tried. Didn't I try? Didn't I try? Didn't I tell Piper to stay in Portland, stay home, take care of your six kids, be an actor, be a movie star, do commercials, but don't get in the ring with Hollywood Hogan. But did he listen? <laughs> I feel bad about that. I do. <laughs> but I'll, I'll get over it. You know, when you're the king, you have people wanting to get into your organization. Some of them deserve a shot. Most of them don't. The wannabes, the has-beens, the misfits, the giant. I can't believe this big idiot. The opportunity of a lifetime. He fumbled at the goal line. It never could have been. You know, Liz, what are the two things that Randy Savage wanted most? Come on, I bet you know. Tell him. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I'll tell him. The two things that the macho man Randy Savage wanted more than anything else in life <laughs> was Liz and my hair. <laughs> Their careers have come and the careers have gone. And it hurts me, you know? It hurts me here, deep down. You know how I feel. It's a feeling. It's a presence. It's also the ability to manipulate and to manipulate people. Wouldn't you agree to that, Liz? Come on, come on. I know you agree with me. The NWO will always go on because it is NWO for life. It's my life. And it's your life, too. And it's your life, too, isn't it, Liz? <laughs> we love you. We really do. 
God, I love being me. I love being me. It's a beautiful thing. Eric Bischoff in black and white saying it's not easy being king. It's on a motorbike. <laughs> it's Obviously. because it's on a fucking motorbike. <laughs> I put that sat on a fucking motorbike, of course. <laughs> he, goes, he goes on about his two companies that he's got. He puts over fucking Hall and Nash, obviously, because they're the best thing on it. Yeah. And then he absolutely wanks over Hogan. It's yeah, he does. He's like my hero. <laughs> Hogan bought him the bike. And then he keeps telling you, did I, did I tell you that Hogan bought me the bike? <laughs> to be fair, it's quite funny, like the panda in this, but it, it's genuinely who he is as a person. So it's like, it, it's proper disingenuous, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> it's what I mean. It's like, obviously, he's a naturally cunty heel. You can't argue with that. He's a good heel. Yeah. But, and when you're watching it in 96, you think, what a fucking great heel. Yeah. But when you know now how much he is Flating exactly the same him. in real life, <laughs> you just think, this is unbearable. Liz is filming it while he's already being filmed. Don't yeah. get that. <laughs> film on film. Brandon Cutler impression. <laughs> he puts down the giant and uh, then he puts Savage down and he asks Liz what Savage wants. And apparently it's Liz and Bischoff's hair. <laughs> to be fair, he probably did want Bischoff's hair. <laughs> Bischoff's hair's died, isn't it, though? <laughs> Just for men, Ed. He says he has the ability, the ability to manipulate, then he gets a bit creepy. I just yeah. I just don't think he works in it in the NWO. He's a great heel, but he's just not cool in the slightest. Motorbikes don't make me go, well, fucking hell, he's a, he's a dude. <laughs> yeah, he's not and like Nash and Hall where they've got like, who's that charisma, is he? Do you know what I mean? Nash, Nash and Hall have got charisma, but they're also, you can tell, Kevin Nash sometimes tries. But then sometimes you think, is he doing it ironically with the bandanas and all that shit? But yeah. Bischoff's like a giddy kid who's just found a cool new thing, hasn't he? Yeah. I've got to be part of this. It's, it's, it, I don't know if he works. He'll, he'll announce it, fair enough, but I just I don't know if he works for me with this. I think he has his moments where like he is quite good, but it's just like it's like he is generally just an absolute little like he's a proper mark for Hogan and he absolutely loves him and it's like it really shows through (laughs) so next up we get uh, another one of these cruiserweight title matches between old Dino Malenko and Mm. Ultimo Dragon with stereotype Sonny Ono they're both in the ring again there's no entrance no entrance yeah yeah disrespectful it is a bit yeah especially for a title match isn't it Lydia Ultimo doesn't have the J crown. He's lost that to Liger, hasn't he? We get ECW chance at the beginning, which was weird. Yeah. What was that? Was was Malenko in the ECW or something? Malenko was. I don't know if Ultimore Dragon was. But, but was he was he in ECW before he came to WCW, I'm guessing? Yeah. Yeah. I'm guessing so was Eddie, that, so then. was Benoit. So was Ray, I think. And so was Jezza. That must have been that must have been the link then, I suppose. What did you reckon to this then? It was another one where it was like annoyingly short it was like it wasn't obviously as good as the title match they had um, the other month for the pay-per-view but it was it did have it did have its sort of quality as it, as he'd sort of come to expect with a Malenko match and to be fair I'm actually growing on drag oh but dragon I think he's all right he's definitely better than some of the other ones they have like psychosis and and 
and Hoovy and all these guys. But yeah, I think I think it was just a little bit short. Like there was a couple of really nice drop kicks by Dragon early on, really nice athleticism. And then he's got these sort of really like almost like Dra- Daniel Bryan style like high kicks, which are quite yeah. good. Uh, yeah, yeah, really yeah. quick fire kicks, which I liked. And then and then as Dean tends to do, he'll slow the pace down. He hits two really nice sort of snap power slams in a quick succession just to sort of slow things down a little bit. This is one of the first bits that I was a little bit annoyed with because it hits an absolute picture perfect delayed brain buster, which yeah. looks like it would have cracked your head open and it gets a two. It's like, ah. Yeah, this is what winds me up though because that's the two even in 97. And, uh, so when we're whinging about it now, it's one of them. It's like, it's never saying, been a finisher uh, for 20 odd years now, has it? Like, I don't, it's not even worth arguing about. But it, but it has been though. I've seen people use it as a finisher. Like recently, more recent than '97, so it looks fucking amazing. Bring it back as a finisher. <laughs> I agree. Um, so that was a two, which was just like it's one of them. Right, like personal preference. It does annoy me because I think it looks like it should finish a match, especially what will we get for the eventual finish as well. I agree with that. So Dean gets in control for a little while. He's really controlling the tempo as he tends to do in most of his matches. And it sort of goes outside, but then Dragon creates himself a bit of an opening by whipping Dean into the rail, which allows him to sort of get that momentum again. A few other bits inside the ring, and then he, he does like a beautiful like switch Frankenstein from the top rope. Bit of Rey Mysterio-esque, but it almost looked as good, if not better. And that was a two as well. And I'm thinking that should be a finish as well. I've seen I've seen Ray win countless matches with that move, so that was another one where I thought, yeah, it should have been the finish. And then he beats him like, and then Dragon beats him thirty seconds later with a little printing roll up. And I thought, what was the point? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, there was a nice spot where Dragon tries a Pescado, but Gene just like sidesteps it, which I thought was cool. Um, Samoa Joe style. Yeah, I, I did like the finish, but if you hadn't have done a twisted runner and a fucking brainbuster. Yeah, it was. It was. I thought it was a nice little finish with the, with a the suplex with an arm bar and then rolls in for a, for a cradle. But it was. It was not any problems with the cradle, but it was just like you just done an absolutely amazing finish potential like thirty seconds earlier. Just pin him on that. I thought that's what they should have done anyway. I thought it was decent enough, but yeah, it should have. It's never. Sh- it's never shit that. with Belenko, is it? Jamie? I mean, it's never no, shit. But it's never. one of them where they'll probably just right, lads. You got five minutes here. Crack on, get it sorted. We've got like loads of NWO shit to promote later on in the show, so get your stuff in and Pretty go. Much. It was literally four and a half minutes, man. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that's what I thought. It's about four minutes, five minutes. <laughs> so we come back and we've got our two spot on again. One firework. Yeah. That's it. One, one firework. Budget's gone down, isn't it? <laughs> we get Tanae and Bobby, and they join Shivani, who's wearing a Chicago Blackhawks top. So I never noticed that earlier on the show. He looked like a fucking bell end. What was he doing? He's trying to get over with CM Punk, isn't he? But <laughs> 25 years earlier. Do you reckon he showed Punk that so he could guarantee himself a collision? Look what I wore, 97. <laughs> then again, they're probably not allowed that uh, that symbol anymore, are they? <laughs> I don't know what they're called anymore. I think, no, I think they still team. are. I know, I know the Redskins changed the name, and I know the Cleveland Indians changed the name, but I don't. I don't know if the Blackhawks have. To be fair, they recap all the savage madness from the beginning of the show, and then we yeah. get old Billy Regal versus uh, Jacques Rougeau for the TV belt. Interesting. The heel v heel, bit weird. Yep. Yeah, do look well. We thought it was Oof. heel v heel. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> There's no entrances again, but Jack still gets his heat though, which I liked. Yeah, it's nice to see Regal anytime. I thought it'd be interesting to see Jack Rougeau in a singles match. I haven't yeah. seen him have a singles match since he was the Mountie. So, <laughs> Mountie. Parker, Parker just wandering around ringside with his fucking like that, that outfit gets more ridiculous me. every week, doesn't it? <laughs> it just pops me. I can't. I can't stop laughing at him. I think he's fucking ace. <laughs> so Regal wrestles the advantage and Parker trips him. Jack puts the boots to him. Parker decks Regal outside. Parker trips him again, and Regal stamps on his hand. Jack holds him back so Parker can lamp him with the riding crop, and of course, Regal ducks. Jack gets nailed, and uh, the bell goes to the DQ, and fucking Parker gets an atomic drop. The crowd are popping like fuck for Regal. I can believe it. <laughs> and he's loving it. He's soaking, going soaking for it. it up. Soaking it up, buddy. Is that a babyface term for him, or is that just for one night only? I've no idea because I'm just assuming because the, the French Canadians have got more heat than he has at the moment because he's fucking barely on telly. It was short, it was daft as fuck. It was a bit of comedy, but it didn't become egregious. No, I, like, I liked it. I like all three involved, to be fair. So no, I liked it. I, I thought was, it was fun. I was quite happy with it. It, fun, it was just a it bit was, of daft wrestling. It was, it, was, it, it was one where it was like you could justify it being like two minutes. It's like, right, yeah, I get it. Just a bit of comedy relief. And let's, let's move on. It, it was good. Yeah, didn't outstay its welcome. And then we no. get another sold-out ad with DBOC 6 and the Outsiders. Didn't really say much, to be fair. Not really. <laughs> However, Mark, yeah. we get something that we never thought we'd see. I never so, thought we'd see this again. <laughs> oh, so, and I'll be honest with you, we'd already seen this literally once before the exact same <laughs> fucking gimmick near enough. <laughs> uh, we get Kevin Sullivan with Jimmy Hart and Benoit with woman, but not right at the start. So Benoit yeah. jumps it in the aisle. It's a fucking great start to it, to be fair. It was. Goes into the crowd. The crowd is absolutely fucking nuclear. Yeah. And, I, and I'm thinking, this is a similar deal to the Great American Bash match. Yeah. Goes on to the concourse, and I've put probably the bog next. Yep, the bog. <laughs> What's their obsession with the toilet, man? <laughs> so what about the med, John? <laughs> That was one of the highlights of the entire run through that thing. <laughs> that dusty yeah, commentary. It's it was pretty pretty identical to be fair. They were slamming yeah. heads in the door, batshit crazy. Doug Dillinger's back in there, gets dropped for the second time tonight. <laughs> he must be getting paid double tonight, Jesus. Must be. <laughs> Woman's proper going for it with her shoes off. She's got shoes on, it's like, that's grim, love. There's piss on the floor. Fucking come on. <laughs> she was whacking people. Was she whacking fans and stuff to get them out of the way? And I think stuff? so, yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, but they, they think you're going into the bog. They're fucking leaving their seats. They're going into the bog, aren't they? Yeah. Um, Benoit gets chucked down the steps. And apparently they're going... Awesome, to be fair. Yeah, it was, man. But, you know, in hindsight, not the wisest. Yeah. They go again on the, the day after the Clash of the Champions. So it had to be quite short. And so apparently so did Dean and Dragon as well. So mm. uh, there's, a, there's a lot of beer thrown. They're in the ring, the bell rings, and they just beat the shit out of each other in the ring. The heads clash. Woman's distracting. So Hart puts the bell in as Benoit comes off the top with a head, but un-fucking-comfortable right on the belt. Great finish, though, to be fair. It was. It was for 1997. Yeah. <laughs> 2023, you know. Yeah. You wonder, don't you? <laughs> It was mental, as always. A bit disappointing because it was pretty identical to the other one, but you know, it's still it. hot as hell. I did it's, enjoy it's it. 
I did too. It was it's but it's the hottest angle you've got, and it's the most personal angle you've got as well. So yeah, definitely. I wonder how they can top that the night after though. Like, what do they, they won't see it? I know. <laughs> have to have to have to Google it and see how they got on. What I was thinking, I mean, this is just pulling out of my ass right now. If we can get like the whole every ch- clash of the champions, right? If we, ever, if we ever do a Patreon, that could be our Patreon content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That works for me, brother. <laughs> that'd smoke, that'd smoke him out. Because <laughs> you'll fucking love slash hate that. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, I will. So. The NWO come out and they run off the comms guys and were treated to Big Kev and Trillionaire yeah. said, and sadly Eric Bishop. Nash was on form tonight, to be fair. Fucking Nash definitely was on form tonight. <laughs> um, but next up, we've still got some matches left. Next up, we get Carl Willett versus Hacksaw fucking Jim Duggan. <laughs> what? With his purple WCW flag. Yeah. Old Willett's trying to get the heat. And fucking Duggan comes out like a bell piece, and Jacques, Jacques comes out to help Carl, but the Steiners send him back. Scotty clocks Carl, Duggan tapes his fists, and gets the win as always. Ref's looking right. At, it's an it's bullshit, but it, it's classed as an illegal move, and the ref just goes, "Oh, sorry," <laughs> just lets it slide. <laughs> I mean, the highlight of that fucking abortion was Nash saying. He's clearly injured his hand. He's treated it while he's in the ring, and he's still won. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's so sarcastic. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> then we get a recap of the DDP Outsiders stuff, a.k.a. the biggest mistake anyone's ever made, according to Bischoff. Shows the beat down at Starcade, the interviews. Nash is giving fucking running commentary, right? <laughs> so he's giving it fucking... I could have been a contender on the waterfront Marlon Brando impressions and shit. (laughs) And then they're like, oh, he he stabbed him in the back. He had so much potential. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it was was quite good, actually. I mean, I don't know what the payoff's going to be for that. I'm not sure where they're going with it, but I am intrigued by the DDP stuff. Yeah, me too. I think think that's... Other than the Benoit Sullivan thing, which isn't, isn't intriguing to me, it's just that's just mental... Like yeah. The DDP stuff and the Sting stuff, the Sting more so, but the DD because you know you're going to get a payoff for the DDP stuff sooner. Yeah, so I think that's more sort of prominent for me. I'm interested to see what happens with Savage as well at the moment. So yeah, see how that develops. But next up, Mark, we get old Dave Taylor versus Masahiro Chono. Dave Taylor, in it's a very very interesting new ring here. <laughs> Yeah, he looks like he's going fucking clay pigeon shooting or something. Yeah, he? he was like, or like one of them like guys who he's like a poacher or something. What he? he was just like, yeah. he looked dodgy as fuck. Nash, Nash said, "Is that is that Sherlock Holmes?" <laughs> oh, he had a Daystalker on, didn't he? Chono even gets the undercard music, like the BT music. Yeah, and, like he's wearing some sort of fucking bin bag as a coat. <laughs> fucking weird. <laughs> It's fucking weird. Right, he does a, he does a scorpion death drop, Chono, which it was nice, but I'm thinking using that as a standard move kind of kills Sting's finisher a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but it was sort of... It, it was like a sleeper hole drop, wasn't it? It was slightly different, yeah. I suppose. I think mean, that's probably how they can get away with it. I thought it was Is quite it like funny. Brett came in? 
What do you mean? Well, when Brett came in and he does the sharpshooter and he does the scorpion deathlock and the other difference is you, you put it on the other way around. Yeah, probably. Just oh, you get away with it. Little subtle differences. <laughs> it's where, where you learned it, probably. Did you see it when Bischoff was out? Oh, we need an even playing field. So he sends Nicky Patrick down. That was quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Nicky Patrick, man. Comedy. <laughs> with his backwards, backwards cap on and everything. <laughs> He's really integrated into the group now, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, it was it was an inoffensive quick match, and it just it's to get Chono a win before sold out. There's a nice atomic drop, nice kick, and he puts the FTF uh, STF on him. Better than Cena and Taylor Taps. <laughs> I thought the I thought his STF was really nice. To be fair, I'm expanded on that again. Better than Cena's. Yeah, he has the worst STF in the world. He doesn't lock it in properly or anything, does he? <laughs> No, it's like he's giving him a big hug. <laughs> so, apparently it was meant to be Booker T versus Rick Steiner, but Bischoff has changed it to Booker and Scott Hall, which on paper... Yeah, which on paper is the match you want to fucking see, right? Yeah. So we get Booker versus Scott Hall, and he's all, Booker's in all red. Looks great. And then Bischoff, the absolute simpleton, cretin, fucking imbecile... Mentions that they watched that quote unquote mess of a pay per view the other night, meaning the Rumble, right? And I thought, to be fair, that was a decent show. <laughs> <laughs> he did that the other month, though, didn't he? He always does that. It's like, <laughs> why do that? Because people might go, oh, was it that bad? I might buy it. Do you know what I mean? Like, people <laughs> are interested by stuff like that. Or if it's really that, if he's saying it's that bad, maybe it's actually quite good. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just stupid. Just don't even mention it. But what makes me laugh is the week after they do sold out, which is notoriously shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like you've you, you've you've followed it up with one of your worst shows ever, probably. <laughs> this is this is Bischoff's main downfall, though, and it's like plus he's paid fucking money to watch Vince's shit. There's no way on God's earth fucking Vince McMahon bought sold out. Nah, not a chance. <laughs> Did you, did you just not think, though, when both men were just before the match started, both men coming down, you thought, fucking hell, they both look like buddy. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. It felt yeah. like something big. Yeah. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is this Scott Hall's first match on Nitro? First singles match, I think. I think they might have had one or two be. tag matches. Yeah. It's got to be. I think it probably is. I think it's his first singles match, period, in WCW. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, better needle to start off. Yeah. Booker was fucking hot as hell off the bat, wasn't he? He's class. Yeah, man. Some fucking absolute top tier working of the arm by Scott Hall as well. Yeah. Loved it. I thought it was a fucking belter of a start. And then Booker hit an absolute stunner of a, like, a hook kick. It was absolute yeah, it beauty. Nearly took his fucking napper off, didn't he? Yeah, I thought, the, I thought Booker's mean streak was fucking mint in the first sort of two or three yeah. minutes. Um, he was super fired up, and he could, it's probably just because it was like I'm in the ring with one of the better guys I've ever been in the ring with because Scott also yeah. experienced. So it's probably that about it, which I thought added to a really fun match. I love the fact that um, he does a sack of shit, and uh, Nash goes SOS like that. <laughs> Obviously, Booker gets a top rope cross body. And he yeah. gets a fucking slow too by Nicky Patrick. Very, very slow. <laughs> Proper slow. Bagwell comes down and distracts Sherry by showing him his buffness. And uh, all it's the razor's edge for a fast as fuck three. 
Did you hear it when they were like, probably like, oh, oh, what you know what's coming? You know what's coming? <laughs> the, the hall's edge, <laughs> outsider's edge, or something. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is another one which could have gone a bit longer. I was getting into it. Yeah, I thought it was really good for what we got of it. I would have liked to have took three or four minutes at least. Another ten of done, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This was the shit we had on the card. Let's trim that down and add another five minutes to this, I suppose. Yeah, I think they were just trying to get everyone who's working it sold out on the card, though, I think, apart from Nash, yeah. probably. Yeah. The, Didn't really then, see much of the Steiners, though, did we? No, maybe for the best. <laughs> He's gone massively down in my estimation, old Rick. <laughs> what even worse? Oh. Is Scotty the normal one now, then? <laughs> Scotty's the less cunty one, I'm guessing, but... Yeah. We get an NWO hotline ad next. <laughs> They're proper loving this Gene Oakland fucking hotline gimmick. Fans yeah. want to be part of the hippie stinging wrestling. Well, get your parents' permission or else. Or else what? <laughs> and then we get... I've noticed that both Harlem guys had singles matches, both AFC had singles matches. So we get Stevie Ray and Sherry versus fucking Lord Woodentop. A bit random, that, wasn't it? I was thinking it was going to be Stevie Ray versus Nash. Do you know what I mean? That would have made that, sense. That would have made sense, but Nash it nothing, don't work for him, brother. He ain't working. He ain't working <laughs> on the fucking... He's not working on a, on a Monday night. <laughs> He's on comms. <laughs> Stevie Ray says it's on like neckbone, apparently. Does that make sense? <laughs> no idea, mate. <laughs> old, wooden, old wooden top gets a big old pop, Yeah, as always. Standard. Nash says he wants to he hit him with the most consistent reaction in every arena across the, the US. He's the most overfucker in the company, isn't he? Easily. Other than Sting, but Sting don't wrestle, so. Yeah. They call him the leader of WCW, which was interesting. He's in a way, isn't he? The de facto leader, I suppose. Yeah, pretty much. Nash takes piss out of Luger's body, saying he'd look like that, but he wouldn't be able to have any fun. (laughs) Which is is fair. You can't really argue. (laughs) Patrick's still ref at this point. I'm just thinking, why? (laughs) He's just not left, has he? (laughs) Luger <laughs> um, starts having a pop so Stevie jumps it he gets beat down he, get, he gets a fair bit in to be fair on Stevie he gets yeah. to see that and then it's again standard Luger comeback gets him up for a power slam torture rack and it's kiss kiss bang bang good night Vienna for old Stevie boy <laughs> it, is, it, it does feel a li- does feel a little bit directionless with Luger at the minute where it's like yeah. what's the plan what we're doing here because he is obviously the hottest thing is he going to get is he going to get some sort of title match soon or what like where are we going but doing the right thing to get him over but he's already fucking well over yeah they almost need to bite the bullet don't they and get him in some big time Um, the NWO clearly fair Luger though yeah yeah because they just put. They're just like every time Mickey makes, he's fired up. his oh, we don't want to see this. We can't. We don't want to be seeing this. And and they're doing the best to like put him down on commentary in a way, aren't they? But in the set, in the same way, putting him over as well by making him seem like a big threat, which is quite good. That's it. But then, of course, <laughs> we get the main event segment <laughs> of Hulk Hogan, said DiBiase. And Vincenzo, one million. <laughs> Old Shorty Waltman takes over at the comms from Ted, but fuck me, he's well off the pace. 
<laughs> He's not warmed up, has he? <laughs> no. Ke- Big Kev's class. Bischoff yeah. just gets on your tits overdoing it for letting Hogan. Hogan, grab- Hogan grabs a sign that says something about Trillionaire Ted. He drops it and looks like an absolute penis having to pick it up. Yeah, but he oh. couldn't pick it up because he was like he was trying to like and... peel it off the floor. It just looked yeah. like a fucking oh. object. So, sorry, mate. I'll get you. I'll get you signed back for you. <laughs> and then, and then we get, you know, the standard Hogan main event promo segment. Fucking shit, wasn't it? What is the point? The icon, the only icon of professional wrestling. I've got something to tell you. You know something, Trillionaire Ted? They told me when I was coming down the aisle that they wanted to see Hollywood Pythons, brother. So hang on for one second. Oh, yes, Trevor, please. Let him have it. He's been training hard. Look, he's oh, it's magnificent. He's shredded. He is oh, oh man. God. He does this gigantic arms, man. He's been training hard. Hanging and banging is only the H. Wood Tan. <laughs> See a lot of people in Hollywood trying to copy the beards. Yo, no. truly there, Ted. When we hit the Windy City last night, Brock, the people thought it was a 747 coming in for a crash landing in O'Hare. But the bottom line, we had a little mechanical failure. So I just punched out some holes in the first class cabin and I used the pythons for a set of wings on the 747. So don't panic. I can There's hear him on the trap sound. It was just the shadow of the pythons coming over O'Hare. And you know something? That big, fat, pimple infested crybaby. Giant, I'm gonna bust him up real bad. NWOite, that's NWO sold out because Trillionaire Ted has laid some heavy dinero down on Hollywood to make sure the job gets done the first time. So Trillionaire Ted, if he begs and he pleads. NWO sold out for mercy. Should I give him any quarter? Absolutely not. <laughs> you know something? When I was using the giant, when I was abusing the giant, I met his mommy. And I told her what a good boy he was. But the fact was, and I, as I used him and I abused him, the history started right here in Chicago. I met him in Chicago at a basketball game. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh wait a second. Guys. Yes. Guys. He flexes his pythons. He says he's all man. And then. What was he, he going about? His... About his, the plane. What was he going on about there, though? It was like fucking Warrior WrestleMania 6 promo. He's just going on about 747 and using his arms as the fucking wings. I have no idea what was going on there at all. 
Was he sort of talking about how he was late because of the plane and he had to use his pythons to land the plane? So he's like, what the fuck are you going on about, mate? Shite. And then he <laughs> takes piss out of the giant, says putting a bet on for sold out, apparently. This is fucking awful. <laughs> it was a tragic, tragic segment, wasn't it? It's fucking dreadful. And then here comes a giant, fired up, full of piss and vinegar. Bunch of dudes holding back. Uh, he breaks free. And they fucking go off air. <laughs> the hottest part of the entire segment. And they go, all right, we'll cut it there, lads. <laughs> yeah. Fucking baffles me. So, <laughs> a bit of a good too, so this show. Yeah. I'd say more more shit than good. It, I'll be honest with you, though. For as, as one of their go-home shows. It's one of the better, better ones, than, Yeah, it was better than a lot of them, wasn't it? It's not much to go off. It's a lot worse. <laughs> no, I mean, it was nice to see Savage. It adds in- intrigue to the Sting stuff again, as it keeps doing. They got the little bit of Six and Eddie in, Hogan yeah. Giant stuff. So, I mean, they covered more angles and more matches than they usually do on a go-home show. Yeah. Not a lot in terms of matches, but it, it was it's all right. Yeah. It was just a bit... <sighs> Some bits in there where you're thinking, do we need that? And could we add added another two minutes to another match or another segment? Like, do you know what I mean? Like the Duggan stuff is like, does that need to be on there? No. Like some of the no. shitty little promo, the the Bischoff promo was woeful. That was five minutes wasted. There was just a lot of shit on there, wasn't there? There was some matches that, if they'd been given a few more minutes, five more minutes, that I'd have I'd have been loving them. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, anyway. we'll, we'll do our standard post-show awards. Yeah. Slim slim picking awards, as we call it. <laughs> uh, what's, what's your match of the night? I'd probably say Booker and Scott Hall for the very short while we got of it. I like the main street yeah. from Booker. I liked... I think, I think Scott Hall's pretty bang on, really. I think you probably could have given it Sullivan Benoit, but like, as you said, we've sort of seen it. Dean versus Dragon was all right, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think the book had scuttled. It was one of them where it, it made you want more. I wanted another five minutes of it. I wanted another ten minutes of it. Yeah. Which I suppose is a good thing, but it's just like probably never going to see it again. So, <laughs> Well, maybe not, but I mean, but the Jezza GTT match was like, oh, yeah. a couple of minutes of that, that would have been all right as well. So we're going for Booker and Booker and Hall, yeah? Yeah, I think so. Who's your MVP? I'm going over Big Nash. Kev. Yeah, Big Kev for me as well. Or Savage maybe, but I think Big yeah. Kev for the whole of the show. Kevin Nash was absolutely on fire on commentary. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was great. <laughs> From the minute he sat down, he, he just got the he got the memo, didn't he? he just that's exactly oh, yeah. what he should be in the NWO. So yeah. Well that was pretty unanimous. So what was your segment of the night then? It's gotta be the intro, right? Intro. Yeah. Especially when Sting came in, because it was like, whoa, here we go. What's going on here? That was fucking exciting stuff. And the, I mean, the, the it way... literally went nowhere, but it was fucking mint. Yeah, I know, yeah. It was like absolutely nothing come for it. We don't know where it's going, but it's like, yeah, I enjoyed that. That was like 20 minutes of class telly. Yeah, of course it was. Dick of the day, same old story. It's got me fucking Hulk Hogan for that fucking promo. Woeful. Or Bischoff. Bischoff as well. That fucking five, six-minute promo was poor. But it's the fact that Hogan yeah. always demands the main event for that. The main event for what? Yeah. Like nothing happened. Because you've got to go off the air thinking, what's the giant going to do? Yeah. Or you have to watch Robin Hood or whatever. 
New Adventures of Robin Hood. <laughs> Barnet of the Night, I'm going to give it to the seldom seen Mohawk Mullet of Max. <laughs> yeah, fair fucking play. That was absolutely atrocious. That was dreadful, mate. That's almost like animal levels from the re- uh, from the Road Warriors. Fucking Mohawk <laughs> Mullet. <laughs> I think it's funny that we saw the Road Warriors at that pay per view and we've never seen them again. Was that a one off or no. what? Like... <laughs> I, think, I think they're back in WWE, aren't they? So... Oh, are they? <laughs> so no, it's been an interesting back. one. It has been up and down. Another one in the books, but you know, next up, sold out. Apparently, one of the, the finest pay per view extravaganzas you will ever see. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> nope. Shall we go through the card? Have we been through the card or shall we go through the card? We didn't go no, we haven't been through the card. I don't we? know so, if we've been through it though, but yeah, we might as well do it again if we have or not. <laughs> we uh we went through the card to the Great American Bash last yeah, time. Yeah, that was it, yeah. From Cedar Rapids. So the first match, Masahiro Chono of the NWO versus Chrissy Jezza of WCW. Yep. Oh god. Big Bubba Rogers of the w- NWO versus Hugh Morris of the WCW in a Mexican death match. Oh, Mexican death match? What the fuck's that got to do with either of them two? No idea. <laughs> um, Jeff Jarrett versus uh, Chinlock. Yep. That's there. Yeah, nothing else. <laughs> Sorry, just not interested in that slightly. Bagwell versus Riggs. Mm, a little bit behind it. DDP versus Scott Norton. Why? That's a shocker of a match for him, isn't it? He's been shafted with that. A little (laughs) bit. Uh, Steiners versus the Outsiders. Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Eddie versus Six in a ladder match. Looking forward to that. It could be all right, that. Yeah. And the main event, Hogan versus the Giant. Brilliant. <laughs> what a way to no, finish it off, eh? What a way to have a good time. Right. <laughs> so that's another one in the bag and in the books. We yeah. do have some questions tonight, though. One that we've been pondering and pontificating over for about three weeks solid. And old Mr. Bellis is uh he's dying to hear what we've got to say. And I'll be honest with you, Chris, this has been a pain in the ass. So <laughs> If it's shit, I do apologise, but I, I did try. The question was this. The Wu-Tang Clan's Enter the 36 Chambers turns 30 this year. If you had a Wu-Tang Clan of WCW wrestlers, nine members, none of that Cappadonna bollocks, who would be in your respective clan? Well, Matt really isn't into the Wu-Tang Clan. So <laughs> I left this one, left to, this you. one up to me. So <laughs> this is what I came up with. So I'll start with... The RZA, the Razor, hit me with the flavour. I've given that to Kevin Nash because the RZA is the charismatic leader. <laughs> the Jizza, or the genius, whatever you want to call him. Yep, GZA. <laughs> He's sort of the, the, the de facto spiritual head and like the wise man of the group. So I've given that to Arn Anderson. Yeah. Then we've got Method Man. Now, for me, he's he's got the best flow. So I've given that to Randy Savage because he's kind of almost like a rapper when he gets going, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he likes the rhymes, doesn't he? <laughs> oh, dirty bastard. Ric Flair, I need to say more. <laughs> I 
Inspector Deck, he's like the producer, so I've given that to Jimmy Hart because he does all the tunes, basically. <laughs> America! <laughs> that's, that's the Dusty Rhodes cowbell, by, by the way. Um, the next one is You God. So I've given that to Hogan because he thinks he's fucking God. And uh, You God once wraps under the name Golden Arms, and Hogan's got very bronzed golden arms. <laughs> he's, yeah, a, he's a tenuous at best, Chris. Rake won the chef. I've given to uh, Scott Hall because you won't get this, but only built for Cuban links is a Rake one album, and Scott Hall does a Cuban accent. So. <laughs> Next one, Ghostface Killer. I've given to Kevin Sullivan because he's a scrappy little white bloke who can batter most people, therefore ghost-faced. <laughs> you put a lot of thought into this. <laughs> I really did. I didn't want to let all Bellas down. Uh, last one is Master Killer. Obviously, there's an obvious Benoit joke there, but I'm not going to go for that. I've put Lex Luger because he beats all the beasts. He is the Master Killer. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> there you go. That was my that was my Wu Tang Clan <laughs> World Championship Wu. <laughs> I thought you I thought you did all right there. They all see. I know. I don't know anything about them, but the fact that you've explained it does sort of make sense. So you've you've actually uh, you've looked into it very well. I tried my best, <laughs> but to quote Mister Bellis, he always has more. <laughs> For example, his ruddy assistant Lynn has just tripped and spilled a tray of Sunny Delight all over his Bond videos. And he really wanted to watch The Spy You Love Me. But yeah, it's ruined. <laughs> but I've not got anybody to describe it properly, Mark, because I can't get it right. Do, do you know what it is, John? There's one thing I hate. It's when people people keep getting Bond wrong. I say, no, 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 stop getting Bond wrong. And I'll tell you for what, I'll tell you about The Spy You Love Me. John, if you could just do that with your eyes, just put a put a little circle around your eyes, please. Yeah, and just yeah. Uh, just imagine I'm Roger Moore. Bang, blood dribbles down. <laughs> we're on a submarine. You, you can put a, you can put your thing down now. <laughs> All right, sorry. <laughs> we're, on a, we're on a submarine. Two two sailors are sat down and have a game of chess, and the cups start wobbling. And one of them comes in and goes, "Why are the cups all wobbling? What's going on?" <laughs> <laughs> And then he put, he pulls down he pulls down the periscope and he and he, he looks for it and goes oh my god the submarine's been eaten by a massive tanker and then we cut to Moscow <laughs> and there's a man there he's Russian he's got eyebrows you know <laughs> he's, he's on he's on the phone he goes what a giant submarine you're joking see ya. <laughs> And and then we cut to James Roger Moore, and yes, he's with a lady. Yes, he's necking with her. <laughs> and he gets up and he goes, "I've got to go, love. Something's come up." Aye, he means his cock. <laughs> anyway, but he puts on his underpants and his ski suit. He gets on his skis and starts skiing. He's getting chased by these Russian shits in black jumpsuits with lemon piping. <laughs> And he's skiing along and they start shooting him and he goes, I've had enough now, just stop it. 
he turns, he turns around with his gun. He does a backward somersault off this ramp, but he lands on his feet. I'm not sure why, but he's not showing off. <laughs> and then he goes off the he goes off the edge of a cliff, and he thinks, "Oh God, he's falling! He's falling! James Bond's going to die! He's going to die!" But at the last minute. He pulls a ripcord, right, and a parachute comes out and he's got a Union Jack. <laughs> Michael! Michael! <laughs> but that's how it ends. That's not the end of the beginning. The end of the beginning goes like this. Glang, 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 glang. Nobody does it better. And I'm a naked woman in a silhouette with a gun spinning round. Makes me feel sad for the rest. Nobody does it. Oh, a bit of nipple. Quite as good as you, baby, you're the best. <laughs> now a really big bounce right over and I land on my feet. I wasn't looking, but somehow you found me. Ooh, a bit of bush. I tried to hide <laughs> from your love. <laughs> and there's a woman swinging on a giant Lex Luger. <laughs> Ooh, look at that. Like heaven above me. And now another naked woman walking along the top of a gun. Completely Billy Bollocks. The spy who loved me is keeping all my secrets safe tonight. And then one ball, big swing for the woman. Legs go right up. Oh, what was that? Too late. <laughs> Nobody does it half as good as you. Baby, you're the best. Brilliant. Yes. Brilliant. Brilliant. Brilliant, Ellen. <laughs> oh, I hope you're happy with that, Grace. <laughs> <laughs> We've been workshopping that like a Cody Rhodes promo. <laughs> we, have, we haven't genuinely last fucking off <laughs> Oh, brilliant. <laughs> oh, right. Well, on that frivolity and fucking mayhem, I think, I think we need to call this quits <laughs> before I have a fucking coronary. <laughs> uh, well, our next show will be the Great American Bash. 1991, second part of our past tense bonus, and then we're mm. on to sold out into the month of September. If you want to uh, interact with us, it's at Adjective Pod on the big X. We, we, no, it's not even called tweet anymore, is it? So post, repost, or like. Any questions? Definitely Patrick's face ones. <laughs> I think the Wu Tang, I think the Wu Tang one, one didn't have the legs that the Partridge ones got. <laughs> Obviously, we're on Spotify and a plethora of uh, podcasting platforms. If you want to give us a five-star Davey Meltzer on Spotify, super kick that subscribe button, don't slap your thigh, do a nice Booker T hook kick, 97 Chrissy Jezza missile drop kick, or fuck the dirty Roddy Piper in Sigori, top tier Owen Hart in Sigori. So, I think that without further ado, I think uh, I think we best fook off. Any further business, Marcos? Uh, no, no other business to report lovely stuff well in that case I'll say those infamous two words Ray Mysterio cheerio the preceding podcast gimmick it was paid for by Norfolk's maddest man no 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 stop getting Bond wrong <laughs> I'll tell you about the spy who loved me all do that with your fingers round your eye I'm Roger Moore <laughs> Blood dribbles down. We're on a submarine. Two sailors sit down and have a game of chess. And the cups start wobbling, and then a man who used to be in the Eden line comes in and goes, Why are the cups wobbling? What's going on? And then he...
Yeah, you can stop doing that now. And then he pulls down the periscope thing, looks through it and goes, oh, my God, the submarine's being eaten by a giant tanker. And then we cut to Moscow. And there's a man there, and he's Russian. He's got eyebrows, you know. And he's on the phone going, what, a whole submarine? You're joking! I'm going to have to tell some other Russians, see ya! And then, and then it cuts to James, Roger Moore, and, uh, yes, he's with a lady. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's necking with her. Right, and he goes, I've got to go, love. Something's come up. <laughs> he, uh, yeah. he means his cock. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, then he, he, he puts on his underpants and his ski suit and he gets on his skis and he starts skiing. And he's being chased by these Russian shits in black jumpsuits with lemon piping. And, uh, and he's just skiing along like that, and, and they start shooting at him, and he goes, right, I've had enough of that, just stop it! And he, and he turns around with this gun, and then he does a backward somersault off this ramp, and he, he lands on his feet. Uh, I'm not sure why, but he's not showing off. And, and then he, and he goes over a cliff, and he's falling, and you think, oh, God, James Bond's going to die! He's going to die! But then, at the last minute... He pulls a ripcord, right, and a, a parachute comes out, and it's got a Union Jack Michael! on it. Michael! That's not the end of the beginning. The end of the beginning goes like this. Glang, glang, a lang, a lang, a lang, a lang, a lang. Glang, a lang, a lang, a lang, a lang. Nobody does it better. And I'm a naked woman in silhouette with a gun, spinning round. Makes me feel sad for the rest. Nobody does it. Oh, bit of nipple. White as good as you. Baby, you're the best. Da, 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 da. And now, really big bounce right over, and I land on my feet. Da, 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 da. I wasn't looking. <laughs> somehow you found me. Uh, oh, bit of bush. Uh, <laughs> I tried to hide from your love life. And a woman swinging on a luger, a giant luger. Ooh, look at that. Uh, like heaven above me. And now another naked woman walking along the top of a gun. Completely Billy Bollocks. That's <laughs> why you love me. Let's keep it all my secret safe tonight. And then one more big swing from a woman. Legs go right apart. Oh, what was that? Too late. <laughs> Nobody does it half as good as you. Baby, you're the best. Yes, uh, brilliant. Come on. Oh, <laughs> brilliant. Yeah, so, uh, do you want to hear some more?